Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Say! This highway... Does not know my name and I don't care. No, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Budgets live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And I hope all you low lifers are doing well out there. This is the podcast for Monday, May. Yes, you heard me correctly. May the 1st, and this is your first warning. Actually, it needs to be this. You know you only got a couple weekends to Mother's Day. The triple threat reminded me of that this weekend. Get your mama something. Get your wife something. Make sure you got it. You only got a couple weekends, okay? I know this is a primarily uh, – there's a little bit of a mixed crowd that listens to it, but it's a lot of dudes. Be prepared, okay? You don't say I didn't warn you. I try to help you all out because not to make the same mistakes that I've made so many times in my life. But we have clicked through another month, and here we are. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. Got a good one today, man. Got a good one. I'm looking really, uh, been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, conversation that we're going to have. Got to start this day by saying a huge shout out and a huge thank you to Cameron Blair. Cameron, uh, I, I, I mentioned him last week, but came out, finished my deck. That's been a disaster. Y'all know we got a lot of home issues around here right now. And, uh, had a guy just leave me stranded for a long time that I'd paid a lot of money, and uh, I gave him the boot. Cameron uh, posted on on Instagram, Facebook. Cameron slid in the DMs, and and dude, he did fantastic work. So Cameron, me and him are uh, we fixing to we fixing to get out on the lake and catch some after all the uh, the good uh, work he did around here. That's for sure. Good dude. And and by the way, gave him an lob jig this week before I left to go out of town. And his first bite on it was like an eight pounder and he, and he tried to boat flip and lost it and broke his line. 
<laughs> I got that text during a club tournament. His on Pickwick, so that was pretty cool. Not for him, it was pretty cool to me. For me, like I'm, I gave him, I'm like, here you go, man, try this, and uh, lost a giant. So shout out to Cameron. All right, I got it. I got to tell y'all a quick one. So the triple threat and I got invited through TH Marine to go to this uh, this this conference, this this deal, this conference, and uh, it's you know. A lot of CEOs and presidents from boat companies and, and TH Marine. My, my man, Jeff Huntley, was gracious enough to invite me. But, dude, it was at the nicest place I've ever been, okay? Uh, I was out of my element. You never know. You know, when you're a redneck, such as myself and a lowlifer, and you're walking around trying to pretend that you, uh, you know, a little bit more highbrow than you actually are, uh, I just kept waiting on somebody to hand me a damn weed eater, <laughs> The entire time. But Sea Island, Georgia, very cool. Got to go there. It was a work deal. I didn't get to, like, rest and relax or anything. Had uh, meetings basically the entire time we were there. But the Triple Threat got to hang out and uh, make some new friends there. And and uh, it was good, man. I heard a lot of cool speakers. and But they had the uh, G8 Summit at this place back when George W. Bush was in office, and I got to see the room where it happened. They had this custom-built table, and the crazy thing is to, to see how the world has kind of turned over on its head since then so many times, really. Um, like, Vladimir Putin was at this place that I was at for that G8 summit, and now they've, like, they had all the flags represented there, and they had the plaques on, but they've, like, taken all of his stuff down. It's really it's really crazy. But, uh, but yeah, just me trying to mingle with uh, a lot of really good people in the marine industry from boat companies and uh, a lot that I knew, some that I didn't, but uh, definitely a little bit out of place. I'm like, okay, I might not be, might not be dressed for that. I might need to shave my back for this place, but uh, certainly a good time. Thanks to TH Marine for, for inviting me to that. Jeff Huntley had a great time. All right, we'll get the, uh, the sponsors out of the way and then we're going to, then we're going to jump in. Star Tron, kicking ethanol in the teeth in your chainsaw and your weed eater in your outboard engine. But today for me here back at the house, back at the house after about eight or nine weeks of just pretty much traveling more than I haven't been, I'm, I'm about to be on a couple weeks stretch here at home and the honeydews are stacking up and I bought a new pressure washer. And I tell you this in this ad read to say huge letters right on the top of this. It's a Honda motor, huge letters, no more than 10% ethanol, I mean, just screaming at you. And I've already, like, the second I put gas in, I'm like, bloop, Startron, right there, brand new. Protect your investment, kick ethanol in the teeth, and everything you own. If you're running gas, you don't have to run ethanol free. It's expensive. Gas is already $3 and whatever a gallon around here. A little dabble, do you? Startron, kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you low budget life for going on six years now. Pro God Batteries, ProGuyBatteries.com. Go check out those new lithiums. I'm using the uh, trolling motor batteries. They have new cranking batteries powered by lithium as well that meet all standards. Very cool. I've got one I'm testing right now. Excellent, excellent battery. Go check them out. You can use code LBL10 at ProGuyBatteries.com, LBL10, to save you some cash. And let them know you are a low, the lowest of the lowlifers. Baitworks.com. I'm seeing you all out there. I see y'all. I get emails every time one of you lowlifers uses code Duncan-10 at bait-works.com, and y'all are using it a lot. You're buying LOB jigs. We got them in seven colors now. 
It's got the low budget live logo on the package. Go check them out. It's time, man. It's time all over the country. You can get bid on it. Uh, I have been told I have not used it for this yet just because I've not been on the water near enough, uh, that it is a really, and I hate to even tell this to be honest, but it is a bed fishing absolute killer. That's what I'm being told by some very good bed fishermen that have worked this into their rotation and it catches bigs. It catches bigs. So, um, I had a, actually had a uh, almost 30-pound stringer caught on the LOB the other day. I got pictures sent to me. So very cool stuff going on. Get you an LOB, get you some get you some little trailers, whatever kind of little trailer you want, put on there. But uh, huge mega bass selection also there, bait works, you name it. We're headed into, believe it or not, it's May now. It's going to be May everywhere. And, um, yeah, you got fish spawning in some parts of the country, but start thinking offshore. They got it. They got them shuttlecock hair jigs. They got swim baits. They got big plugs. They got it all. Football jigs, mag shakies, bait-works.com, Duncan-10. Thank y'all. And last but not least, ooh, I hit a little microphone wire right there. Last but not least, hang the banner. The Bassmaster Classic winning first ever, by the way. Bassmaster Classic won in an aluminum bass boat. The Express X21 Pro all-welded. High performance, whole shotness bass boat in the game. 21 feet of fury, 96 inch beam, 250 Yamaha show hanging on the back. C deck covering that bad boy. More tackle storage than you can shake a stick at. Absolutely love mine. I actually got the fish out of my Express sponsored, uh, and this is kind of perfect segue. They sponsor, and I did it last year, and I talked about it last week as well, the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation's Commissioner Cup. It's a high school tournament. Express is the title sponsor. I got to MC that again for year two here. It's their, their fifth year, but second year for me being involved. Awesome event. Can't thank those folks enough, but Express, dude, they just, they get it. And I say it all the time. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. I say it again. They're like family. When you buy a boat, they treat you as such. Fantastic lineup. Don't get just hung up on the X21 or X19. They have a lot of options out there. If you're into bay boats, they have the best bay boat in the industry. Go check them out, expressboats.com. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. But, yeah, their involvement in this high school fishing program, and uh, and they've got big big ideas. They really want to, uh, to try to assist with that. And, man, uh, what can I say about that event except for just, just wow. Um, it really, it, I needed it to be honest. It, 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 it was the same thing last year. It's just refreshing to see those, those kids and their passion, man. And, and, and to talk to them and to get to interview them and hear what they're, uh, you know, how they approach a tournament and, and and some of them kind of spit back what they hear from their favorite pros and and it's funny they're poly you know a lot of them are already polished and and getting their deal down and some of them are walking around with their GoPros doing YouTube stuff already and it, it's really cool to see that movement. But this uh, Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation got to thank Deke Whitbeck, Tyler Lawrence, Class Axe, many more people that I'm leaving out there. But uh, Mandy from Trader Bills. Uh, Great people, man. Great people out there in Arkansas. And I uh, got to see some old friends, make some new friends. But seeing these kids, man, I'm telling you, they give away. It's an entry fee, free event. Lou's donated a lot of tackle for these folks. And it was awesome, man. 
I got to speak at the pre-tournament meeting again this year and then uh, help with the festivities there. And they had a nasty old day on Lake Hamilton. But uh, Dalton and Dakota Reed pulled it off 18 pounds, dude. Big old bag of fish. And it gives me chills thinking about this. Uh, they told me when they weighed in, they came in uh, They came in early because they thought they, they had a, almost seven-pounder. And biggest bass that uh, Dakota had ever caught. And they told me um, after they weighed in, I was giving them a hard time. I was doing interviews after they came off the stage. And, and then I did the, uh, like the awards presentation there, Tyler and I did. And uh, he says the biggest stringer. They've never caught a double-digit stringer. And they won a $3,000 scholarship. And I got to see their mom when when they weigh in, weighed in. It reminded me of my mom just being there. It was really cool. And their dad, of course, their boat captain. And and uh, they're fishing out of a Triton aluminum boat and dragging a Carolina rig. It's old school. Very cool to see, man. But watching the emotion of these kids once they weighed in and going through it, and, and it became very evident that that $3,000 scholarship meant so much to them. And Dakota's a senior. And uh, fishing with his little brother who's a sophomore, cool kids, man, cool kids. And they end up winning, and I got to be on stage giving them the trophy. There were tears from – I don't think there was a dry in the house when they started talking about fishing together and, the you know, telling their story. And this is their last year to get to fish together before Dakota graduates there. And uh, very cool, very cool. So, gave me hope, man. Gave me some – and I know there's a ton of high school kids, but I think – I think sometimes I've talked about on the show, it's, it's like the travel sports thing. There's a lot of mom and dads throwing a lot of money at it. Uh, you see kids from all walks of life in it. I saw uh, Swindle post a video about that. And we talked about it on the podcast. Like, you don't necessarily have to go to college, man. You don't necessarily have to have a million-dollar bass boat to go do this. You know, forget what people on the Internet say about live scope, positive or negative. Forget what they say about having to have a 250 or having to have an Express X21 Pro. Just go fishing. It's great. It's so much fun being on the water, learning as you go, man. And and it, and it just – everything was right about this tournament for the second year in a row and uh, proud to be a part of it. But seeing those kids just – they got a junior division. Dude, they're, they're chopping it up. Uh, the little guy. It's 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 um, it's really cool, really cool event. So thankful to be a part of it and congrats to those guys again. Dakota is actually I met him last year, and he's a low life. Listens to the podcast. And it was really funny. Uh, you know, I used to do the Sims ad read. You get one life fish it well. He used that. He heard that on the show, and he used that as a senior quote in. Uh, in his yearbook <laughs> you heard right here on on lbl man so uh, congrats to those boys uh very cool being a part of it and uh special moment for sure not a bad day to catch the biggest stringer of bass you've ever caught either right not a bad day and the story of how it all went down is very very cool day uh want to say quick congrats and i've been running all over the world i have not got to watch i did not get to watch this tournament either tur- major tournament that went on this week near enough luke palmer is one of the good guys in life. Uh, don't know him that well, but he is, you can see, I always say this, you can judge it by the social media post about someone when they win. He takes Santee Cooper there in the elites. Congrats to Luke Palmer. He was very close last year. He's a genuine dude. 
hardworking dude, and uh, that was a break that I, I feel like he probably needed in the fishing world. It was it's cool to see. So congrats to Luke Palmer on that. You got uh, Brandon Cobb having a, an amazing event there. Drew Cook, you got Mark Menendez in the mix. Dude, it's always cool seeing Mark. Mark's always been one of my favorite veteran pros that uh, he won here on my home lake one time when I was a kid. So cool to see. But uh, Drew Cook third after winning there last year. Man, it was it was uh, it was a lot of haves and have nots as Santee Cooper seems to be. Just looking at the weights and and seeing some of the clips and things, but. Uh, Brandon Cobb leaves AOI leader, Drew Cook in second, Tyler Rivette, and Carl Jacobson in fourth, the Aussie, oi, 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 and then uh, Kyle Welcher. So listen to that top five. Dude, that's refreshing. Some young guns. I love it. I love it. No offense to them old dudes because you got them old dudes like Mike and I, Mike, Ike and Ellie, and I guess John Cox. Cox Watch. He's right outside the top five right now in AOI as well. That old, old John Cox, they get they turn right around and fish Lay Lake. I think they got a week break, and let's just get all the tournaments in. Why not just fish them all right now? Let's just get them all over with. That way, in about July, we're all like, remember bass fishing? That's the only thing I hate. We cram everything in. The spring's great, obviously, but we take these like weird couple-month gaps in the schedules of all leagues, and then, and then I feel like we just, we're just jamming in there. We're just jamming in there. Uh, but congrats to those folks on a great tournament. My buddy, little Alton Jones Jr. What can you say, man? What can you say? Got his second dub there with the uh, old Bass Pro Tour. Heavy hitters, which I think has become a, I mean, it's a fixture. It's such a cool event. And I said that from year one, the, the idea behind it. The concept, it is a fantastic fishing tournament. Big money on the line. It's really cool. You're never out of it. Ask Brian Thrift. He caught one bass all day long and won 100 grand in the final round. They give away 25000 uh, for each of the first two qualifying rounds, Group A, Group B. Then 50000 in the knockout round, Dakota Ebear. I, no, Dakota won a $25,000. I, I forget who won the $50,000 check. it. who won that? Justin Lucas. I think Justin Lucas won that. Maybe not. Maybe I'm lying. I don't remember. Somebody won it. <laughs> I forget. I, I, I saw who won. I know Dakota got a big check. I know Justin Lucas got a big check. Brian Thrift, I'm missing one. I don't know who won it in the third round, the knockout round. And maybe I'm just completely off base. But anyways, very cool uh, event. And that place sucked. There were some big ones, but uh, I blame Justin Martin. I think he sore mouthed them all down there outside of Monroe. But it's got giants, man. But it, it did. It was stingy. Uh, I, I watched a little bit of it early in the week, but uh, but congrats to AJ on that for sure. Very cool event. And to Brian Thrift, 100K as well. He's having a terrible year, huh? Whew, Lord. He's going to be able to fix all that. He had the same plumbing issue I had, destroy his entire house. They left to go somewhere, and it flooded the entire house instead of just they didn't catch it in time. And uh, I can only imagine what that mess is like. So Thrifty can uh, certainly add to um, his insurance claim, <laughs> he can add, he can get him some new countertops that the insurance wouldn't cover maybe now with all that, all that money. All right, we're going to jump into this. Shoot our guest a text. Going old school. This man has won $1.2 million in a very short career, very young career. To me, I, I keep up 
with what I, I feel like everybody in the sport, I've watched this guy come up through the ranks. He is never afraid to speak his mind. He is very charismatic. His YouTube channel, I don't watch a ton of fishing YouTube channels. I just don't, full disclosure. His YouTube channel is one of my favorites. I feel like he gives a lot of goods away. I feel like he's very entertaining. I feel like he is a bright spot and has been in this sport for a long time. He had three wins last year alone on the Bass Pro Tour. Incredible. He has won at all levels of bass fishing. We're going to get the sauce from him presented by the W Sauce America's Worcestershire sauce. And don't forget their new. Dude, just this right here, the breakfast sauce. I, I, I may get divorced over this. I just stand in the kitchen and drink. I'm serious. Marissa's like, please stop. Just make eggs all the time over and over and over. I've ate it on hash browns. It's not just for breakfast. I'll just tell you, but it's fan freaking tastic. Breakfast sauce coming soon from the folks at the W Sauce. We're going to get it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, part of the the uh, the Ding squad, I don't know what they call it, the, the Ding crew. We'll get the official terminology, the Dingers. I'm going to call him the Dinger. Ladies and gentlemen, let's see if we can get him on the phone right now. He said no Zoom. He said no Zoom. He didn't want to upstage me. Ladies and gentlemen, Dustin Connell. What's going on? D C on LBL. That that's uh that's a lot of letters, buddy, but I'm proud it's finally happening. What's up, dude? That's that's what's going on. <laughs> that's what's How you going on, buddy. I'm good, buddy. You know, I, I said uh I said you're part of the uh in my intro, beautiful intro, I might I'm saying be sure you go back and listen. It was it was great. Uh it was well thought out. I, I wrote it. Uh, but I said, you're part of the, what do y'all call yourselves? I, is, are the, the ding crew, the ding, I don't know, do y'all call, I, I the, but the, cause the ding things kind of, I feel like y'all, y'all slowed down with the dinging in the last couple well, years, a little bit. I don't know. I, well, I'll say this. So, uh, Dave Mercer called us money Inc. one time and okay. I was like, well, that we can't say that cause I'm, I'm broke. Um, <laughs> And then, and then, you know, they, some people called us the Ding Squad. I don't know. We just, I don't know. Hell, just call us the MLFers. The MLFers. But there's all, there's 80 of y'all. We can't just say MLFers because it's that y'all are, dude, and, I, and this is what I was saying in the intro. Y'all are, I mean, it's Wheeler, you, Adrian, and Mark. Y'all are a tight-knit group, man. Y'all are kicking out content all the time. Y'all are working your butts off on and off the water, catching Absolutely. them all the time. But it's entertaining, man. Like y'all bring the fun back to it. Y'all just y'all kind of let you guard down. Like the silly bets y'all got going. Y'all out there rocking mullet wigs and wearing pants back, or like flip flops on the road. All this stuff that y'all get into. Like, dude, it's good. Like it's good. And y'all got a following that. I mean, I watch them in the comment. They love it, dude. And it's it's so refreshing to see because I think sometimes we just take it too serious and y'all are serious as it gets on the water i know how y'all roll once you get oh, out there yeah. but you know it's just good to I, see dude yeah you know i sit here and i think all the time and like <clears throat> i've said this to many many times if i want to see a 10 pounder i can click on youtube and be like 10 pound bass and there's hundreds and <laughs> hundreds true. of people that have caught 10 pounders and filmed them and it's just like kind of monotonous, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. And like, now don't get me wrong. Whenever I'm out there on the water, and we're all out there on the water, it's strictly business, and we're out there fishing nonstop. And 
I mean, I take it as serious as anything, no but doubt. man, dude, I get to go out there and go fish for a living and like people, they want to be entertained. They want to have fun. They want to see real stuff. They want to see, I mean, believe it or not, they want to see you cuss every now and then. Yeah, they that's wanna, right. They want to know the realities of everyday fishing and traveling and like going by gas stations and you know what I mean? They they want to see that. They want to get inside and, and, right. and, and in the inside the truck with you. And, and and we try to do that. And it just I really enjoy it. Well, man, I think that uh, I think it's important too, and I think that's what I try to do on this show too is tell folks the realities of professional bass fishing. A lot of times, not necessarily be like, oh, it's 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 too hard. You shouldn't do it. But I think that given that insight is. Hey man, it ain't always bubbles and butterflies. It's not. Oh my god. It's not. No. And it's not glamorous. You stay in 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 bad places sometimes. You you have to go when they say go, when the weather's bad in practice. Like you always get thrown curves. The travel's long. Uh I mean it's it's there's a lot to it. And I think it's no, I think it's great, man. And there there are so many folks. Brandon Pollinant does a great job of that on YouTube showing, hey. This is this is how it is. Like it's it's not always roses, and I think that's uh, it's so important, especially because I think y'all reach a uh, a younger demographic a lot of times. I see that, you know, and that's the youth, man. Y'all got a big youth following, high school and college anglers that follow y'all, and I think that's important to just let them know. Hey, yeah, it ain't always gonna be just just uh, roll out of bed and catch twenty five. You know, the other day we were at Heavy Hitters, the event in Louisiana, and man, there was a ton of people that showed up and they were like, man, we love watching YouTube. We love doing this and doing that. And I've got a camera guy that travels with me is Brett is his name. And he, uh, you know, we, we work hard, man. We, we knocked out nine videos next week. I mean, last week and Jeez. on our days off, we filmed two videos each day and we did a vlog video and it's a lot of work but man just and, and what really got me now this is a quick little story so i i'm at the weigh-in or we don't even have a weigh-in but y'all weighing them in in the boat, the boat ramp, loading the boat up but um there was a, a small group of people over there and they were wanting to say hey and there was a a couple there was a, a lady and they had their daughter there and she was, I don't know, two years old or whatever. But anyway, they were there and she rolled up and she had uh, a card and she had a pack of Reese's Big Cups. <laughs> and I had just filmed a video, like a vlog video, talking about, hey, man, I love eating Reese's. They had watched <laughs> that video. They drove two and a half hours to come wow. see us. And she gave me a card and I read the card and it was just saying, Hey, it means a lot to us, you know, filming and we love watching. It's a way for them to get in there and like watch something together because yeah. you got a good combination of reality TV, I guess reality yeah. and then fishing. So her husband likes it too. And they were like, and they follow along and I got in the truck and I was like, dude, I told Brett, I said, this goes way beyond tournament fishing. Yes, said, it does. This is a good thing that we do. Yes, man. And it's just cool to see stuff like that. And dude, here, here's what's cool about it for those folks. So put yourself in their shoes. You guys are big time top of the sport in their favorite sport, right? Professional bass fishing. And they can just roll up and talk to you. That's 100%. what separates us in this industry. Yep. And it, it, you're all approachable. 
after a long day on the water, you're like, hey, I'll sit here and talk to you about Reese's big cups all day long. I mean, it's it's that's what uh, it's what makes our sport so special. And I think I, I, I'm speaking for you here, but I know I, I'm I'm a little older than you, but I feel like that's part of the reason you probably got into this, other than just your obsession and love for bass fishing. But you probably got to meet some of your favorite pros coming up, just like I did, that made me go man, this is an industry I want to be in. I mean, I met them at 12 years old at Pickwick at a Bassmaster Top 100. And I'm like, hey, I'm I'm here, man. This is where I, yeah. want, I want to live in this world. Yeah, they're, uh, I remember going to the Classic at Lay Lake and uh, I don't know, it's like 09 or something, 10. But there was this certain, I guess you would say, like an ambiance. I don't really know mm-hmm. what you yeah, call yeah. it, but yeah. whenever I seen Kevin, yeah. when I seen some of them guys and you could just walk up to him and say, Hey man, can I get, can you sign my hat? I was like, Holy crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't go and do that with LeBron. You no. can't do that with all these other people. And then in this industry, they load the boat up and like, we're, we're there to talk about fishing and I truly enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, it goes way beyond. Man, I get, dude, I take this serious, like I said, but in the grand scheme of things, the the bigger picture, there, there's always a bigger picture than just reeling a five-pounder. You don't know why? Because next week, there'll be another tournament winner, and then the following week, there'll be a, somebody else will win. And you can win as many tournaments as you want, and that's cool and all, but there's a bigger picture out there. If you can get more people into fishing and get more people following it. And then, um, in return, make their day a little bit better. It makes ours. It's, it's all good. That that's, that's the deal. Now that being said though, I'm sure you're, you were okay winning three last year, right? You were good with that. I mean, that's, that's... I did enjoy that. It was all, <laughs> I, I'll say this. It was a blessing. And I was, uh, it was also a curse. Yeah. Okay. Um, Explain that. Uh, Explain that. So, so, I love winning three tournaments. I love that. Yeah. But you have to be very, very careful and uh, methodical because that's all you want to do. That's all. Like, okay. If you finish, if you finish 15th in a tournament, you're so mad that you didn't make the top <laughs> 10 that your fishing style honestly kind of changes. Like you go into that kill mode. Like, okay. Think of it like this. You go out free range deer hunting. Yeah. You go to, let's say I hunt in Illinois every year. You go up there to Illinois and you shoot a 215 free range. Then when you go back the next year, a 160 runs by and you're like, mm, let him walk. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you just let a 160 walk. Yeah. Like something's up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So if you put it in that kind of terms, you're like, mm, I had a good finish this tournament, but it wasn't enough. We always strive to become better and better and better from each tournament. And when you have a top of the line season like that, it's hard to back that up. And then you're like, man, gosh, dude. And you got to have your expectations right, man. It's been a great season for me so far, but that's going to be very hard to top. Well, yeah. I mean, that was just one of the most impressive years in pro fishing history. And, and for you, like what you're saying there, I get it because dude, you won on the elite series really early on i mean right out of the gate you want a bassmaster open then you won on the elites then you get three bpt wins against your heroes against the cream of the crop and i could mm-hmm. see where you could kind of fall into that well it's either winning or nothing and i know wheeler gets into that too right i, I you know knowing jacob and then having him on here it's that same mentality it's that killer 
I want to win every one of them. If I finish 11th, I'm pissed off. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's that way. And it's all about expectations. They, people ask all the time, like, I, I feel like this, my expectations, I, I go out there and I expect to do good. If I go and I fish to try to win and I fall short and finish 12th or 15th or 20th, that's still a good, great tournament. Mm-hmm. But if my expectations are just to barely to, to make the cut and I try to, Hey man, this would be a good tournament. If I can just make the cut and I finish 67th, boom, there you go. So always set your expectations high. And if you fall short, you still did dang good. Yeah, man. I I like that. I think that's, uh, that's great advice for especially the young folks out there. Cause you'll hear that. I mean, and I've heard Swindle say it over the years, you've got to, you kind of got to decide coming out of practice. Okay. Do I have an opportunity to win? Do I have an opportunity to just try to make the cut or do I have an opportunity to leave early? <laughs> you know, and you kind of got to put it together, but I think always coming out going, Hey, nothing less than a top 10 is going to be acceptable and trying to get as close to that. I mean, it's easier right. said than done. Obviously you make it look easy. Y'all all do. I feel like at times, but um, do you think, and this is of course a joke, but do you think that that because uh, I saw this on on the Facebooks, you know everything on Facebook's true. They're changing the format because of Connell and Wheeler. They're beating their brains out, and they won three oh tournaments. <laughs> Is, are right, you so, to blame? Are you and Jacob to blame? I'm gonna touch on that. I'm gonna touch on that. That's a very good subject. So I'll tell you how this gig went. Now I'm sure you've already had people on. I oh, think yeah. I, I listened to Joe talk about this a little bit. So. All right, we had an angler vote, um, and a lot, and it was an overwhelming majority that voted to go to five fish. Mm-hmm. And I was very unbiased when I voted for that. Now, and I shot a video about this too, but I was very unbiased. And when I say that, it wasn't on a personal agenda. It was consistency. Um, Yes. Amongst the league. Like yes. I voted. So here's my thing. I voted no on the best phone mm-hmm. on, on keeping your best five. The main reason for that wasn't because I had success in all the fish counts. It was on a consistency basis on the league. So we came out, we said, Hey, we're going to do the Bass Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. This is our format. Let's stick with it. So we have one bad, no, I say a bad year. I don't know what the numbers were, but w- I hate to get political. We had a, we had, we were in a recession. <laughs> uh, well, everything was down. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, so it, within the fishing industry, sales are down, views are down and you know, it was just kind of stagnant. And then boom, it's like, Hey, let's just change the whole identity of the league. I wasn't for that. I was like, Hey, let's look at production wise. Let's maybe, change a little bit of social media content let's change how we produce these deals to make them more entertaining so we all voted and we voted to go to five um i will say this whatever's best for all of the anglers and if they're all happy that's completely fine and i'm happy they went to five actually i'm very glad they did Number one, because now we can relate to the weekend angler. No we can relate to the guys that fish airport Marines and yes. central Alabama. We can all relate to that. Um, 
and I like it. It makes it makes it a lot more simple to me. Just go out there and catch five. You know well, what I mean? We ain't going to two pound minimum and all this other stuff. It's just catch five. Well, and it's what you've always done. You know, and up until Bass Pro Tour, that's what that's what everybody had always done. So I, I get that, and I think it's been cool because I'm like you. I, I was, and you know, I've been obviously I've been critical of BPT MLF times over the years, and, and JT Kenny and I talked about this on the show. I didn't necessarily agree with going to five just because it's not their deal. The, every fish has been exactly. their deal. And like you said, consistency matters. And I feel like whether it's BPT, NPFL, Elite Series, Toyota, whatever, they change constantly. There's always yep. a new thing. Oh, it's a new qualifying format. Or, hey, we're going to do a mm-hmm. Angler of the Year tournament. No, actually, we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, the classic pays this. Well, actually, it doesn't pay that anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, the 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 opens. Cha- everything is constantly changing, and I think it's hard to keep up with for a fan. So I think consistency would help us overall in the as a as a whole in the sport. So I I did I applauded though Boyd and them for being open minded enough to throw a wrench into the every fish counts plan. But for me this year though, man, I've watched a lot of it. And, uh, and I always have since the beginning, but I've watched a lot of it, and it's really intriguing because it's the first time all of y'all have had real-time score tracker with a five-fish limit. And yes. and I know some people go, well, they had score tracker. They, they had it before. Big deal. What's different about it? It is different. Like, with five, it's different. I feel like it, it's – it. you watch guys spin out. You watch guys – I mean, look – with every fish counts, you can spin out. My goodness, look at what little Alton just did down there on that mm-hmm. final day. It was ridiculous. I mean, he got up and got away from everybody quick. But in a five-fish deal, I think it's cool watching folks make adjustments based on score tracker. I've, I've enjoyed it, man, and I've heard that from a lot of people this year. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about it. Um, you know, I'm out there on the water and I'm like, all right, what do I need? Oh, you got to call a two pounder. You're in, you know, you're you need a four pounder to either win or four pounder to make the cut or whatever. Then I can make a run. I can, let's say I got a bed fish that's six miles, seven miles away that I'm like, I don't really know. And now I know what I got. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, here we go. I can make that run. I can be methodical, and there's a lot of strategy involved. I will say this. We, we're still trying to kind of work through a little thing, a few small things. We have a different dynamic still than Bassmaster. Mm-hmm. We have Group A, Group B, mm-hmm. Group A, Group B. It's a six-day event. Yeah. Um, the thing we were talking about the other day, and I ain't going to kind of touch on this a lot, but – there's a different dynamic there. We have a six-day event. That means more pressure on the lake is getting involved. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, there's, for the anglers, there's, I wouldn't say more opportunity during the week to get exposed, but I have had several instances this year where you crack them on day one and it's on live, and by the end of the week, that pattern is going away because, either you know local guys or whoever it, it's just exposed oh, there ain't any right. secrets yeah, yeah, no yeah. more in yeah, a four-day yeah. cumulative weight event like bassmaster has they're launching at daylight we're launching an hour after daylight yeah. an hour and a little bit after you know lines in was eight o'clock at, at heavy hitters this past week we're we're not getting that shad spawn action there so there's several yeah. differences 
but we are fishing later in the day. We're going to Gunnersville coming up. I mean, imagine weighing in at four o'clock. I mean, you know how it is when, you <laughs> when they yeah. get out, dude. It yeah. goes down in the afternoon. That's right. Yeah, after two o'clock's when you want to when you that's when you want to show up most of the time on Pickwick. GML, yeah, all yeah. Of them, so yeah. there, it's a little, it's 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 different, but it's still very similar. And you don't have to. What I like is, which you you guys get that morning run time deal, but you don't have to be back for a weigh in, so you get to fish until four p.m. on the dot. I like that because you can focus on fishing you don't have to focus on well i got to get back in this area i'm gonna stop and hit this on the way back to weigh in now that's all part of strategy and that's what we've all been used to too and there's a beauty to that as well mm-hmm. because it's the same for everybody right for the most part but i yes. love that fish to the last second it's like the chris lane win down at toho that never that doesn't happen he does not win that tournament if he's got a weigh in you know 100%. what i mean like it, it, so that's because he's all the way on Kissimmee. i mean that's that's the cool part about that. But, uh, no, I agree. I think that's been one of my criticisms, I guess, is they are long. They are long events. And I can't imagine for you guys because you get so, you know, just being a tournament fisherman, you get so <laughs> Dude, keyed I'm up ready to go, son. Past week. I ain't going to lie. I got home yesterday, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like I said, it's a long week. It's 10 days whenever we yeah. leave every time. You know, it's, it's, it's a haul. And, you know, that may change next year. We don't really know right now. Okay. But, just out of consistency, we wanted to keep it the same this year, and uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about your road to the Bass Pro Tour, your road to the elites, to the Bass Pro Tour. And I know you've you've done a lot of interviews, and obviously your fans know a ton about you. But I, I think it's. I, I had a guy, and and you know him, uh, Jimmy Mason. He told me this one time about you when Jimmy worked at TH Marine. You were just kind of breaking through, and and your name was just starting to be everywhere. Whether it was an ABA or in BFLs or teams, stuff, dude, you were just everywhere, and you were just fishing all over the place. And he had he told me he said, you know, he said I got in his truck to help him pull his boat out at some tournament y'all were at, and this was years ago. And he said he had trophies from like the last several weeks just in his back seat. <laughs> He's like they're just laying everywhere. <laughs> And he said, and and Luke, he said, the kid just wants to go bass fishing. And he's just damn good at it. And and when I heard that dude, it always stuck with me. And when I see you now, the YouTube stuff, and I and I see you doing well, I just think you're just that same kid, man. And your enthusiasm comes out when you're on the water, when you're catching them, whether it's live, whether it's on YouTube, whatever. But it does, man. You you strike me as just when you're home, I, I keep up with you on Instagram, dude. You're at Jordan. You're at Mitchell. You're on the Alabama River. You're trying to help Russ Lane. You're trying to help a senior citizen out sometimes. Help him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Somebody. I need to call him. I was going to go pop. in the morning and go catch someone like Jordan. I thought about doing that. But, uh, <laughs> but dude, you're obsessed. a lot. I yeah, mean, I man. Do. Like, I, I'm going in the morning. I'm not filming tomorrow. I'm just waking up at daylight. My wife's got to get up and go. And she She's a kindergarten counselor. She gets up at 5 o'clock every morning. And I do too. And it's just like, dude, I live three minutes to the water. I don't live on the water, but I live really close. I can put in and go fish till nine o'clock. I get a good chance phone by, and then I can go work around the house the rest of the day. That's but, perfect. you know, kind of starting that question out, dude, I've just always been, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm just like a lot of guys. I just love fishing. I've been consumed with it my whole life. It's just my obsession. I love it. If I don't go for a week, I feel 
freaking lost. Mm-hmm. Man. I mean, I really do. Like I've got to go. And you know, I fished around the house locally. I fished airport marine tournaments. I fished BFLs, and uh, you know, you name it, I was fishing it, getting in it. Weekend series. I made. I fished in out at Alabama for three years. Mm-hmm. I then got out of college. Um, I graduated, and I came home and I was like, I had this big masterful plan. Now this is the quick story. <laughs> I had a big masterful plan of, Hey man, I'm going to go pro. Let's go do this. Let's, let's go make a run at it. Well, I went broke in 2014. And when I tell you, Luke, I went broke, dude. I didn't have $20 to my freaking name. Like Mm. I was, my brother had to pay my boat payment. Like I went and worked at Academy. I was making $7 an hour. Now this was when I was 24. Dude, it sucked. Like it was bad. Not, not, not saying working at academy is bad. I'm just saying like financially. The dream was over it, for, it the, was for the minute done, on pause like anyways. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, man, and you talking about a big, big pivotable, like pivotable moment in my life. I was like, all right, what are we going to do? How am I going to make this work? So then I went and worked construction. I had a college degree. I just couldn't get a job. Mm. couldn't find one every i mean i had a business degree marketing and what everybody tells you right yeah it was not to cut you off but what everybody tells you you want to be a pro fisherman get a marketing degree right you hear that a million times million times Uh uh-huh so Uh i go and i work construction um on the road for i don't know i was i was gone like gone gone for probably 10 months and i didn't fish i looked i fished like three times three or four times during those 10 months i didn't fish none we worked 80 hour weeks. And, uh, that was with a guy named Danny. He, he gave me a job, but I came home and I, I, I got lucky. I got in that open down there on the river and I got in the Alabama bass trails. I yep. fished them. And the first tournament that I came home, I worked my butt off to try to win it. And I did. <laughs> and we won an Alabama bass trail and I put some money in my bank account. I think I put like seven or $8,000 in there. And, dude, at the time, I'm like, dude, this is great. I mean, you talking to somebody who ain't had nothing. I, I came from not much. And I put that money toward my opens, and I got into that open. And then it just kind of blossomed from there. But, you know, going back to that story, the best thing that ever happened to me was going broke and realizing, hey, uh, this ain't going to be easy. And you have to put 110% in at all times and never let the pedal off. Like you cannot let off. And um, here we are today. Man, and that's, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you completely just, just uh, gave it up in 14 after college. I did not know that. I feel like that's a big part of the DC story that, that uh, maybe a lot of people know. I did not know that. I thought I knew a lot about um, oh, you coming up because I, I remember Alabama Bass Trail, right? Like kids all the time, and I'm like, man, I just, I really, really wish. And I don't put myself above anybody else. I don't. I mean, dude, we've heard these same stories. Like Gerald's got them. Yeah, everybody's everybody. Got them. Everybody's yeah, everybody. Like, there are a lot of them. But and and not saying. I mean, dude, I'm just saying, like, I'm very fortunate every day to get to go do this. And I know, like, I never forget where I come from. And I don't know. I don't want to go back that work, that route. But um, it, it, it just makes you realize, like, anybody can go and do this. If you 
if you want to work hard enough, and I ain't gonna lie to you, I went all in. I just did. I went all in, and and I was, dude. I'd have took that seven grand after that Alabama Bass Trail, and I'd have paid entries. And if I wouldn't have cast a check, I'd have went and did it again, mm. and I'd have done it again, <laughs> and I'd have kept going. And I feel like for guys that do that, it's all or bust. You you ain't one foot in or one foot out. It's all, you know. And I I, I think that that's the cool part of that story is you did it with tournament winnings because we hear so many times big pros say. Well, you got to have sponsors, and you do, and you've got a great, great sponsorship, you know, portfolio now, dude. I, I know you've got great brands you're working with. They back you, support you. I see you pushing them all the time. Uh, it's fantastic, but you did it with a rod and reel, and I think that's what a lot of kids, a lot of adults, they miss that point. They'll say, whether it was like the new Opens qualifications or whether it's going to the Toyotas to go to the Invitationals to go to the BPT, it's well, I can't get off work, or I can't do this, or I can't afford it. And, and and look, if you can't, that's fine. It's okay to just fish at home, right? I mean, it is. It's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to and you have the skill set, you can do it. You can do it as long as you are smart with your money when you win it. And you can do it. It's, it's not a uh, – and Gerald said it on here a couple weeks ago. Man, it's – you know, we put a lot of emphasis on college fishing, high school fishing. Now, you got to have a hundred thousand dollar boat. You got to have forward facing sonar. You got no, you don't. Not necessarily. Now, I will say, if you're going to compete against Dustin Connell and anybody on the BPT or uh, Elite Series or any other term, you're probably going to want to learn forward facing sonar at some point. Uh-huh, yeah, you're you're going to want to yeah, learn it. But so it's anybody all about can foundation. Yeah, uh, foundation is all is you going fishing and learning how to catch bass. And once you have that foundation set, then you kind of sit, formulate a plan like, how am I going to make this happen? My plan was to go make this happen, like no matter what, going broke, going getting whatever could happen. I was like, I'm I'm determined. And, dude, I wanted to go – I mean, dude, I talked to a kid the other day. He was 16, and I seen it in his eye. Like, he was <laughs> gleaming, man. Yeah. He wanted it. He wanted this so bad. And I said, look, I was right there where you're at right now. I am, I was obsessed with fishing. I didn't care about football, baseball. I didn't care about none of it. I'd go every day. I said, dude, I didn't qualify to go and fish pro, professional Till I was 27, I said, you got 11 years. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and that's 11 years of learning. And then, and then he realized like, Hey, okay, there's a chance. That's right. That's right, man. What would your advice be on that? Just fish as many events as you can get in. Cause I know that's, I feel like that's what you did. You just got in as many things as you could afford is it made sense for you to get in locally and you saw how you did there, then you kind of went regionally and worked your way up. Is that, that the, the, you know, the business model you would suggest? I I've been a firm believer in, I don't care if I, when I lose, I, I learn. So, um, <laughs> you go and you enter many tournaments you can. And I'm going to tell you where my base started when I first really, really, really started to learn how to fish. Was on Tuesday and Thursday night. Yes, sir. <laughs> like I'm going to fish a freaking Tuesday night or tomorrow, like two this coming Tuesday yeah. on Lake Mitchell with my brother. I don't. I'm going to fish. That's just what we're going to do. And I hope we win $140. It don't matter to me. 
I'm going tomorrow morning. I'm going Tuesday night. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. like, I do it for a living, but I do it because I love it. But go and fish as much as you can because every time you go, you learn something. You learn, 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 learn. And even when you go and lose, you go fish the Alabama bass trails. You go down to Lake Eufaula. You go down there and fish brush piles. And 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 even when you lose and you come in with three fish for eleven pounds, you're like, dang, dude, we messed up this morning. We probably should have went and caught two on a frog or something and just to fill our limit. Then we would have had like eighteen, nineteen pounds. So next time you put that in a filing cabinet, you're like, all right, I know this. I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Let's go freak. Let's let's freaking go. Yes. No, I think experience and, and I know you've you've ran around with veteran guys like a Russ Lane that have been around the country and back. They've they've seen it all. Uh it's like me when I got to travel with Strader early on or knowing Gerald, the what they can pull out of their Rolodex, go back in the filing cabinet and go, especially straighter he'd say dude we was here one time and the water was just like this and it was <laughs> and he'd say i need a five eighths ounce jig because they were hitting it just like this because of this setup and dude he'd pull it out and it's like donk 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 and going mm-hmm. okay but he learned from losing like i love that statement learn from mm-hmm. your losses and and i promise you you do learn as much from them as you do the ones where you just beat everybody's teeth in and and they bite every cast every time you pull up and pitch at every dock. You get a bite. No, I'm going to go fish this lay down. And it's just a magical week. You dang sure learn from the ones where you go, whoa. The ones that yep. I always feel like I, I, I really dug into the most were the ones where you get back to the ramp and you thought it was really hard. And mm-hmm. what, what you're saying, they're, uh, what you're, uh, <laughs> they're not not oh, biting. They ain't going to catch themselves. <laughs> but you said, or they're not not biting. That's what yeah, they're never not, not, not by. They're somewhere there. Just think of exactly. it like this. If you come into a tournament and big fish is a five pounder and someone weighs in 16 pounds, there's like three or four other big fish that are four pounders. I could have formulated a plan that day to catch a 20 pound bag because they was five over four pounds caught somewhere well, during that day. Yeah. And did. I didn't catch them. And I'm like, dad, come on, I dropped the ball, you know? Yeah. But I learned my brother, my brother taught me how to fish when I was younger. And then I was, you know, about 20, I don't know, 22, 23, 24. I got in a boat with Chris Rutland. Me and Chris <laughs> fished local tournaments together some. I learned from him. And I went with several other guys that I learned, Clint Davis. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I learned here and there. And I, I just put all that together. And a perfect example, and I hate to talk your head off. Nobody has. A, per- a perfect example. I just want to get into the mind of the viewers and let them, let them hear. You know, th- I use this literally at heavy hitters in Louisiana. Just something simple as this. I remember getting in the boat with Chris Rutland one day, and you've heard of Chris. I mean, he, just he, one this weekend. He's a local guy. If you're not familiar with him, he, he just he's a great fisherman. And he was in, I was fishing on Lake Jordan with him one day, and we were swimming a jig he he's running a bank with a little bit of wind and he had one roll on it and he uh and it was like a three pounder and he missed it well that was the only bank that had grass in that creek that had wind on it dude he crunk up the motor and he ran like four miles three Hmm. miles and i'm like what is he doing he ran into a little area on a windblown bank and he called a five pounder and he was like dude we're about to smash 
and he knew exactly he was like oh dude they're on these little wind windy banks let me go swim a jig on this windy bank he knew the exact bank to go and he went and just freaking formulated a five pounder he knew it was there and he went and caught it and i was mm. like holy crap light bulb in that little bitty puzzle in his mind he the wheels was turning so i was at heavy hitters the other day and i had fished early on with a frog for like in 45 minutes without a bite and that wind started blowing a little bit i went right back to a mat that i just threw in a while ago and that wind started chopping on it i caught a three and a half pounder and i was like boom and i thought of that That's so cool. that that instance it, i went back into a filing cabinet and i pulled it out and i caught a three and a half pounder that's what we learned from yes and that's why time in the water or time on the water can't be replaced we say it all the time but it is true it's you hear it all the time and i think younger anglers maybe think ah it's just i can i can watch youtube and learn no you can't you can learn the techniques dustin connell can teach you what baits you might need to throw in certain situations but until you see it yourself it's very hard to catch other people's fish it's very hard to go imitate what somebody's doing. You got to figure it out on your own. You may realize, oh, okay, oh, I see what he's doing with that chatterbait. I see what Dustin's doing with that swim jig once you get out there on your own. But it's very hard to do it just from watching a video and go, oh, we're going to go smash up 25 pounds because DC said throw it this way. You know what I mean? Like you got to learn on your own. There might be subtle little things you figure out for your body of water, whatever it is. But what a great teach Rutland is uh, for those low lifers out there th that are in Alabama. Listen, to this Rutland's kicked your teeth in. If you're on the Coosa River, you're like you might have muted this part. He just oh, wants him, yeah, him, him. He's and, one of the best guys I've been in the boat with. Wow. Um, other than Jacob, Jacob's phenomenal, and he's a freaking beast Who? on every technique I can think of. But man, you know, I, I just I still try to learn every day. No doubt about it, dude. Is it uh, is it as competitive as y'all make it seem between you and Jacob? I mean, y'all want to beat each other bad, right? Like, it's bad. Oh, I, <laughs> um, I'm going to say this. Like, it's pretty bad. Like, I'm uh, – he's he's by far one of my best friends. Like, I talk to him dang near every day. I talk to him today. But he's uh, – we're very competitive. Like, very, very competitive. And we stay in the same house. And when I tell you, like, there's – a bunch of uh i don't really know what you would call it it's a very gets very weird when somebody gets on them because they're like i ain't telling nothing i ain't <laughs> saying i'm catching them on a swim jig i ain't saying nothing because we're so competitive like i want to win i love beating jacob 100 percent. it don't yeah. happen all the time but when it does it's like yes sir <laughs> at cayuga last year he was catching large mouth and i was catching small mouth yeah and i told him i was catching small mouth and he i mean he knew it but he was respectful of what i was doing and he went and did his deal and he finished second but that morning he he walked up to me he said i hope you win it because oh. he kind of knew like hey you're on something different but we both pull for each other also and that's same cool. with mark and adrian we all pull for each other yeah it's a good group man that, that's a that's a good group to run with um and the only the only problem i got with y'all i'm just gonna tell you this is uh, uh shoot me straight yeah i'm gonna shoot you straight the only problem i got with you is that you just run around with that justin martin every now and then 
And uh, I know this. Golly, bad he's gig, just, man. Yeah, he's a bad. He's influence. just a bad. He's, he's so a bad. terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I think I think as much of him as any human being I've ever met. And uh, I, I love that y'all are and y'all brought out. He's always like bass fishing, but I feel like y'all kind of brought out his love. He used to crack me up like early on in the BPT. He'd be on his Instagram store. Ding. <laughs> he was. He's all about it, dude. He is. Uh, He's obsessed with it, and uh, I yes. think it's cool to see y'all. And, and to get to be, I saw y'all were at Duck Commander. Hell, I saw you cheesing in the background, Uncle Si's birthday. I'm like, look at D.C. and Jacob. That this was is, awesome, so dude. Cool, that man. was an awesome experience. I ain't going to lie. That was cool. And I, I will say this, and J-Mart, Justin, is one of the best men I've ever met. Yes. He, 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 when I tell you he is as good as gold, my gracious i i wish everybody was like him you know what i'm saying i get it dude. and he's yes. just the most considerate person we went over there and i'd never met si or any of them and i was like holy crap yeah and uh so it was cool and and that was that was an off day deal that we filmed and uh it was just you don't you know what i mean it's just good they're good people yeah y'all are surrounded by a lot of good people yeah and and that comes from being good people you get to meet uh, really cool folks along the way, man. But I, I think that Justin, that whole crew, um, they're just, like you said, they're just, they're great. I got to spend, uh, and, and I would never tell him what an honor it was. Maybe I said it on the podcast and he might've listened, but I got to spend some time on a duck blind with him in January oh, with you? express. I did. And, uh, and in the duck woods and, and got to stand next to him standing in flooded timber. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, I was trying to keep my cool a little bit. You know, you got to act like you've been there before, but I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest duck hunter in the world. I get to go maybe a couple times a year on some cool trip. I get invited on, you know what I mean? We don't have in Southern middle Tennessee. I don't get to shoot a lot of ducks. It's not something I got uh, to do growing up, you know, it's about like Alabama. Uh, Alabama yeah. wood ducks hunting. It's, it's, it's kind of trashy. Yeah. I mean, there just ain't, ain't a lot of opportunities around here and you got to go to Arkansas to do it. And I just, you know, don't get to do that a lot, but getting to hunt a couple of days with him and share stories, man. And I've known him for quite a while now. And, and, uh, but I, it was, that was right up there for me, man. Like it was, uh, and, my kids, uh, especially my oldest, he's 15 now, he was obsessed. Duck Dynasty was our deal, man. We always watch it together. And so whenever they put the Duck Commander on Duck Commander's YouTube channel, our hunt up, listen, I might as well be Garth Brooks at my house to my 15-year-old now that I've been. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> you know, man. I'm like, he's like, forget all the fishermen he's got to meet, whatever. <laughs> he's, he's like, Dad. Basically, I'm you know I'm I'm a duck commander now, so no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> no big. Doubt. All right, dude. I want a uh, before I let you go. I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you doing it. It's uh, I'm I'm glad we we got to do this. It's been uh, I've had you on my list for a long time, and and it's not worked out until today. And and man, I I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate what you do in the sport. But I want to get. Uh, what's your what's your overwhelming feeling about Gunnersville going in? I mean, man, I feel I feel great about Gunnersville. This is I could go on a rant or a subject about this too. <laughs> Let's Gunnersville go. is a great lake. I, yes. It's phenomenal. And I I, I kind of went on a rampage the other day on the phone about you know these things, but Gunnersville is great. Okay, um, Lake Fork is great. But dude, the fishing pressure, it's oh my brutal. gosh. And that's a great thing. There's more people on the water nowadays than ever. And it's so good. But and I love that. But <laughs> buddy, it makes it tough, tough, tough. Yes, to go sir. Fish a six day event whenever, 
you know, it's just a, a high profile lake with a yes. lot of fishermen on it. And yes. we're going at a time of year where the fish probably going to be starting to slide out a little bit. All I can say is you better make sure that nobody sees you sitting somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Well, and, and dude, it's going to be fairly tough to get back, sit, getting back on it. Listen, you know? so that's going to be a unique tournament. That tournament could easily be won offshore. And it, traditionally, 8, 10, 12, 15 years ago, it would be blowed away offshore. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I don't really know. Like somebody could win it on docks now. Who knows? Yeah, you're right. There's so many. I mean, I'm 39 years old. I can remember before my dad was always an offshore guy, way before electronics, you know, old paper map, dragging a daggum Carolina rig, finding places. And we fished out a lot in the summer on Pickwick and uh, and didn't know what we were doing, but we caught fish. But but we, we did that a lot when it got hot, you know, and uh, – the, the pressure wasn't there then. And so when you found them, you found them, you know. And now everybody knows to look. Everybody's great at catching them when they do find them. And not to mention mm-hmm. just your, you 80 guys. But like you said, the Gunnersville just put a put a star by it that time of year. People are taking their vacations to go. Uh, and listen, folks, whether they're from out of state or the Alabama boys and Tennessee boys, uh, that – from around the areas that we fish a lot, they can be a little ruthless sometimes. Oh, to- them, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, they, they, uh, they, them boys, they don't, they don't play. No. They're, they're on a place. They're, they don't matter. See, here's my thing. I've got two or three ways of thinking about it. Number one, I a hundred percent do not blame anybody that works freaking hard all week. They work a, their work week and on Saturday they want to go fish and they're going to pull up and they're going to go catch some. Yeah. I 100% agree. Number two, buddy, don't think that somebody don't see you really want in. When you leave, they, they go on over of course. 100%. <laughs> it happened at Lake Murray. I love them. I had one guy and, and, and I don't blame him one bit, dude, but I had a guy, this is a good funny story. <laughs> I'm sitting on a place and the hair, they were blowing up on hair and whatnot, and I had just caught one. Well, I had just slid into the cut, and I was like, all right, I need to leave these alone. So I, idled, I idled away, and a guy that was watching me idled over and started train wrecking him. Said, oh, my God. <laughs> and you could still see him? He was catching him when you and you were watching him? Yeah, he went oh, like, no. he, As soon as I idled away, oh, no. like, I was, like, intentionally leaving him. Yeah, yeah. And the guy had been following me for, like, two or three, like, I don't know, maybe an hour. <laughs> and when they started blowing up, he picked a rod up, and they, I seen him catch two big ones, and I was like, oh, no. He said, please, <laughs> please no. And then the knockout round, I didn't catch nothing. So I got to blame it on that guy. Yeah, let's blame it on him. Because I was going to say now, in the knockout round, because you, you was fast and furious in them first two first two days. It, it went Dude, that's down. what I'm saying. Like, we have a different – it's it's, a, it's different kind deal. of a different dynamic in our, in our tournaments. Like, they're six days long. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to play that into strategy, man. I mean, if, if, if you go out there on day one and you got a camera or if you get seen whacking them on a place that ain't nobody been sitting on, it ain't going to be there on Saturday. It will not. Yeah, I and agree. You got my, before you know it, Luke, you'll be fishing brim beds in the back of Sea Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be a nigga jack. You, you, you'll be throwing a shaky head in Spring Creek on the docks. <laughs> 
the bluff. You gonna be on the bluffs down at Paint Paint Creek hey, or whatever. Right. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be sitting down there on one of them bluffs near the dam, <laughs> catch a spotted bass before you know it. Wishing it was every fish counted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ain't no doubt. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, well, dude, uh, I'm gonna try to come over and see y'all when I'm uh, when y'all are over there. Uh, maybe uh, bring some podcast gear. So I'll holler at y'all if I do. Yeah, you know, yeah. The when they slide you in, we, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great tournament. Um, I am ready for these bass to get off the bank. I'm yeah. sick of spawn fishing. I'm done <laughs> with it. I'm an anti-spawn guy. I can't stand beating the bank. So I'm excited to hopefully maybe get deeper than five foot. It's gonna be great get after them out there a little out, out there in them outer depths dude i appreciate you so much good luck the rest of the year and uh i'll talk to you soon brother thank you luke uh, thank everybody. you dustin connell everybody right there dude he is uh he's one of a kind and like i said just a uh a bright spot in this industry i hope y'all enjoyed that as much as i did i can't uh i can't thank him enough i can't thank the w sauce enough for bringing you those interviews and uh yeah, man, another week, another low-budget live in the books. I appreciate y'all more than you'll ever know. It's very cool. When I was sitting at that Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation tournament, I'm standing on stage, I'm getting to uh, I'm, I'm getting to cut up, I'm getting to be me, and uh, you don't always get that in life. And I, I think, and what I mean by that is whether it's your regular nine-to-five, whatever you do, sometimes you kind of get put in a box or you don't get to be yourself. And I'm very fortunate for a long time in my life, I didn't get to show whether it's my personality or, or really dig into who I am. And I get to do that now. And I've got to be that and do that for many years now. And uh, and it's all because of the low lifers. And I can't thank y'all enough. So I'm going to take you out this week. Let's see. What song are we taking you out with this week? Let's take you out with some uh, one-sided goodbye from the 64 album. I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. I will see y'all next week. See? This is kind of a sad song, but I dig it. She was all I ever wanted For 15 years up till that Friday and it all went downhill she lived without a warning not even a goodbye no sitting around watching fading tail lights so bartender pour me one more I miss her Wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV. 
the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. 